Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and then sign up using the promo code CHGO. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, and Cody Del Mendo. And on the 12th day of free agency, my true love gave to me a big pile of nothing and a partridge in a pear tree. Guys, the the beat goes on. We're gonna. I think we should take that song, The 12 Days of Christmas, and every day we get nothing, we can talk about a guy we didn't get today. And and we might go on forever because we're a dozen days into free agency. And pretty much what we have today is everybody with a take on who's available, who's going where. And to be quite honest, we'll go over a lot of them. I don't know if anybody really knows. I, I don't know if anybody really knows. But But all the reports out there have everybody in a frenzy. Yeah, I mean, listen, th- we do this every winter, right? Like the rumors are rolling around and everything, and like, you know, we we need something to talk about, so we're gonna hear sit here and talk about them because <laughs> what else is there to talk about? Um, I don't. I there's only a few guys that I like full on will get will overreact or react to, and it's. Morosi, uh, Rosenthal, and mm, honestly, those are like the two main ones. But like, I'm sure there's some other ones out there. I just, or passing, yeah, passing was the other one I was trying to think of. Those are I would agree. Players. Those three'd be at the top of the list for those guys that you would and trust. Like, out. Yeah, I mean, no offense to John Heyman, I know he blocked me on Twitter, so I I love to poke <laughs> at the fact that like. I like to make fun of it because I think it's soft, but like, I just feel like everyone feeds him information and then he just puts it out there. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Like, I take everything he says with a grain of salt, except for that one time where he said that he thinks the Cubs are going to be the most active in free agency. I, that wasn't really a. You love that one. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, not really like a it. prediction about a player. It just says that he <laughs> thinks that they're going to be very active in terms of signing free agents or making trades and stuff. That's more of a a bland like take or prediction it's not oh the cubs are the top of the list to get this guy or that guy mm-hmm. like i don't know like we're sitting here this week and everyone's everyone kind of assumes that aaron judge is going to go back to the yankees and well he's in san francisco right now getting ready to meet with the giants who knows anything could happen you know what i mean like no one really knows um that said i hope he goes back to the yankees that way we don't have to see him as much but you know whatever <laughs> by the way i would love to see ryan if we could get a list we could do a whole show on people that have blocked cody and other people in the chat i see that I'm, on various social media on twitter <laughs> <laughs> so if we could just go over a list of people that have blocked other people that we know would be well fun. paul sullivan also blocked me, but then he unblocked me. So, you know, I still don't know why he blocked me, but like Sully. he now doesn't block me. So you probably said something and just don't remember. Well, I would I, I would assume that I perhaps replied to someone's tweet and that was related to him, in which I may or may not have said that he was kind of a drag. And then, you know, like maybe that got back to him, and he's like, all right, I'm blocking all these negative people. And, like, I get that from a certain standpoint, but he's got some takes out there that I don't blame people for getting all riled up about. I don't get too riled up about him. I just 
so I just don't agree with a lot of a lot of his his takes. That doesn't mean that I'm going into his mentions and telling him that he's an awful person like some people are. Like I just you know I I'm just I'm just someone who like will I will I will not cross the line. There you go. By the way, I look at Sean's actual comment. David Hall blocked me on Twitter for saying that Cap was wearing a Cosby sweater when their show was on TV. <laughs> By the way, if I had a dollar for every time I picked on Cap, come on. I'd actually have some money in my pocket. So don't kind of like how we feel like that, if we had a dollar every time we picked on Cody and be would have made would have made my salary by now. That's right. That's right. Um, you guys money. You're welcome. <laughs> so I guess the biggest um, thing that people are talking about on Twitter is that new article from ESPN.com where it's got seven of their writers talking about their predictions. And they kind of go through the heart of the big free agents, right? And first, let's focus on what the seven writers predicted for the shortstops, what, what we consider to be the big shortstops, right? And while we have heard John Morosi say multiple times, he'd be stunned if the Cubs don't get one of those big guys. So who are we talking about? We're talking about Bogarts, Turner, Correa, Swanson, right? Mm -hmm. Morosi says he, and he's doubled down on it, that he'd be very surprised if they don't get one of those guys. Um, On the flip side, you have these ESPN writers, seven of them, more than half, more than half have the Cubs um, only getting one of two guys, Dansby Swanson or Xander Bogarts. Yep. More than half of them think that they will get none of the guys, none of the big free agents. So more than half of the seven guys think uh, Cubs are getting shut out. Does that uh, change any way you feel about it? Um I remember talking yesterday. Well, it kind of goes back to when Cody was talking about possibly getting worried about the Kodai Singa stuff yesterday because he was meeting with other teams. And I said, that's not something to really worry about. Like everyone meets with everyone. It's okay. This is a little more worrisome. You have like, you know, (laughs) national people. Here we go. Making predictions, a little, a little more inside information that are not even having them on, you know, on the predictions. Uh, I think, I think Jesse Rogers, said like uh it had like giants for xander bogarts that or maybe cubs something like that um then alden gonzalez had the cubs getting dansby swanson and that's that means a whole lot of 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 riders you know the espn article specifically not predicting the cubs to get any of these shortstops i also i had sent you guys one uh, uh mark feinsand uh talking about um you know dansby swanson uh and he didn't have the cubs even in his suitors list uh, there's like three or four teams in there uh cubs weren't one of them Hmm. Uh, so compared to like what we talked about yesterday, the court I saying of this may be a little more of a, a little more of a worrisome kind of outcome as, as we're getting, we're a few weeks into free agency now and more and more writers are starting to leave the Cubs off that, uh, that list. Um, yeah, that's, it's a little more worrisome considering, especially when you consider that kind of going into this, we all saw shortstop as the top priority. And now, it's kind of become like, oh, are the Cubs actually going to sign one of these guys? Like, are they going to whiff on all four of them now? Like, what, what's actually going to happen? So, yeah, I'd, I'd say this is a little more worrisome than than Kodai Senga meeting with a couple other teams. Listen, 
ESPN's laying off people all the time. All right. Like I, I'm just saying like, and nothing against them, but like, they're just making a prediction. Like we are too. We don't like, in my opinion, like at least, I mean, I, Personally, I haven't read the article, so I don't know who wrote it. And if Jeff Passan is in there saying that, like he doesn't think the Cubs are going to no Jesse approved. Rogers. Jesse Rogers is one of the seven. Okay, and Jesse's been on record as basically saying he thinks the Cubs are going to be active, something similar to what they were last year. He doesn't believe they're getting one of the well, big shorts. Pretty stops. known, like he said that on radio here. Right, Chicago. right. So mm-hmm. one of the seven. Now, of the seven, he is one of the guys who gave. A little flavor. He one and a half. So there was another writer and Jesse both saying Xander Bogarts. Jesse's was Cubs or Giants getting Bogarts for six years, 180 million. One writer also had Dansby Swanson going to the Cubs six for 150. Um, I don't know what you think of those two deals. We can talk about that too. But um, yeah, Jesse's kind of been on record, and that's what Dubs is saying in the chat. Um, thanks to everybody who's joining on the chat on YouTube live. We appreciate it. We're over at a different time today. Uh, we'll be back at 1.20 tomorrow. He's saying you're either riding with Jesse Rogers and being miserable or you're riding with John Morosi and vibing. <laughs> I'm vibing with John Morosi. Okay. Chucky, I'm vibing with John Morosi, okay? Listen, like these guys got to come up with content ideas like we are too. They're coming up with predictions. They think they want to – some of them want to be different than what many people think. Like, I get it. Like, it's fine. There's nothing against it. I, you know, they want to think what they want to think. I, I, unless they have an actual source saying that, like, this, like, telling them that the Cubs are going to be out on these people, then, like, how is it any different than if I log on to see lchgo.com and start writing up a column called Dell Metrics on why these guys are all signed with the Cubs? Like, how is it any different? Please tell me. Well, that's what we're waiting for. We'll we'll know we've made it when we st- when we see uh, Jesse Rogers doing a report on ESPN 1000 saying uh, Del Metrics reporting that uh, Yadi Molina <laughs> is actually a fraud and not a Hall of Famer. Yes, yes. And we go. know we've made it. Yes, no. That's and, when and, we definitely have made it. Like for sure. And I and I get what Cody's coming at too because it's kind of a toss up because like you have get people saying that the Cubs aren't going to get them or aren't predicting them at least. But then you got John Morosi, who's predicting the Cubs will get one of them, right? Like right. he would be surprised if they don't. Like so you, it's, it's all over all the year. place. Yeah, it's all over the place. And so, uh, like I, I would say, like I said earlier, it is a little more worrisome when a lot of these guys aren't predicting them. But then you also have the guys. So it, it is hard to take it for like more than just a grain of salt. Um, it, it like you have you kind of have to just look at it in both ways and try to balance that in your head. It's like no one really knows what's going yeah, on and what's right. going to happen. What, um, until uh, until news starts breaking or people start signing, then you what, then you kind of get you kind of get a better idea of what's actually happening. But right now, it's like we don't even know what the contract might look like. Yeah. Right. What what so, were the contract uh, in the in the article? Uh, the writer that had Dansby Swanson had six years for one hundred and fifty million. Okay. And then Jesse and another writer had Xander Bogarts. Well, Jesse had Giants or Cubs, but six years. 180. So either way, if they were getting one of the two guys, they were predicting six years, which is what Sahad of Sharma has been saying that he doesn't think any of these guys are mm-hmm. going to get seven years, yeah, more than seven too. years. I, so, I, I find it interesting with the, the contract that, you know what I mean? Like now you, you want to, you want to see Cody go full Michael Collada is if those two guys sign with another team, not named the Chicago Cubs and get those kind of deals. 
Like that will get a guy like me to go full Michael Collada on this podcast. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I know that is all varying if on the deals that Correa and Trey Turner are going to get, but I'm going to assume those guys are going to get more money than that. So. Did you just go third person? If you want to see Cody go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you want to see Cody go full he's, Michael Collada. He's going third person. Those two guys are not going to sign with the Cubs and they're going to get a contract similar to that. And like again, if the Cubs don't get one of those guys and those two guys sign for a contract similar to that, then this podcast, live YouTube stream, whenever we do that, it is going to be bonkers of just angry, angry people. Mm-hmm. Angry what, people. Yeah, and yeah, I sure. will be leading the pack. And Here's I'm what, the positive guy here. <laughs> Here's what I think is likely. At this point, we're, we're almost up to Thanksgiving I would doubt that one of these shortstop signs. I would doubt that one of these shortstop signs before the winter meetings. Okay. Yeah. And I'm kind of in the same boat. So, so, and if one does, it's because he's getting some crazy offer and some teams trying to take it. So that, that doesn't, that doesn't sound like the Cubs necessarily, but what we are waiting for is that first guy to go, because I think, I think Correa will be the first guy because I think he's going to be the biggest contract of that group. That's just my guess. And if Correa goes, then teams will alternate. Like, for instance, if the Cubs are in on Correa, but Bogarts is their 1A, as soon as Correa goes, you may have Bogarts go a couple hours later because teams will go full court press on the guys that are left, that the teams that missed out on him, if those teams were putting Correa as their first guy. So I wouldn't be surprised if three of the shortstops went on the, went on the same day. And, and I still, I still think that's winter meetings. Don't you? Yeah. I think I'm like, even looking at it, like it may be after winter meetings. Like I, right. But I don't think before at this point, I know. Yeah. I I can't at this point, you know, you have Thanksgiving and you got a week until, until winter meetings when everyone's in the same spot, makes it a lot easier to discuss, you know, deals and all these kind of things. Yeah, I, I guess I'm not I'm not in tune with the free agent market. I don't know how quickly it can it can speed up, like how how much it can speed up and how much it will stay this slow. Um that it could because every year is different, obviously, but especially this year specifically, it just it, it's hard to tell where it's gonna go. But my gut is telling me same thing, Luke. Like it's we're gonna get to the winter meetings. A lot of these big names, most of these big names are still gonna be on the board. Um and yeah, we're just gonna <laughs> We're going to be in San Diego and, and try to figure out what is, is going to happen from there. Yeah. I, I do think it's funny how everybody reacts to the different and, and we do it as well, but like how everybody reacts to different reporters, like, like everybody takes the reports so personally. And mm-hmm. in reality, the guys that are making the reports almost never could be a hundred percent on any of it. And unless the player or the agent were their best friend, or someone that was like so tight with them that they were going to be speaking at their funeral. There's no way that a writer or reporter of any kind, radio, TV, uh, website, any of them, anybody could be so confident that it's a hundred percent because number one, the agent, if you're getting the source as your agent, they could be using you to try and drive up the price. If, If it's the player, they could be using it to drive up the price. If it's the team, they could be using it to drive down the price. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. there's there's many layers to 
the reports are coming out there. That doesn't mean the teams that are being linked to players are wrong. And it doesn't mean that the reporters are wrong. It just means that even the most diligent veteran reporter could still be used at times. Now, when you start to see 10 guys all saying the same thing, that's when you start to start to wonder. But also remember, sometimes you'll see reporters that uh, come up with crazy stuff and they're right. And sometimes that's because the relationship between reporters and general managers, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. It's a game just like baseball is a game. So you could see stuff also go down at the winter meetings um, very quickly. You know, we, we could get there right away and it could go down. I There's just, there's no way to know. And it is so frustrating right now for Cubs fans and for us, I know, because we're just sitting here waiting. And then I, then I look at the other report and I see, they're, that the group of seven from ESPN, they say they're guessing Aaron Judge nine to 10 years and as high as $370 million. Okay. I, first of all, it's a lot of dough. I, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form the Cubs would ever go 10 years on a I don't believe they'd go nine year player. Um, I don't know about the money part of it. I, Colada would say no, but I say nine and ten years. That Jed, that doesn't, that doesn't no. seem like his track record, right? But no, I, I will it, say it, like it also doesn't I really. I, I'll be honest, like I, I don't, I don't like that deal. Like for me, like if the Cubs were to be to give something like I, I wouldn't like it. For someone like, I mean, again, one of the best seasons we've seen in a long time this past year, and I get it. He's one of the best players in the league. Like he's definitely earned the money, but like he's thirty years old. To me, on 10 years, nine to 10 years, like I'd rather just pay him a ton of money up front on like a six or seven person. Yeah, it's it's uh, agreed, but I don't know if that's what he wants, right? Right. It kind of feels like a pool holes deal. Yeah. Exactly. Like a 100%. Holes is a couple like years older, and yeah. he had, but he did have a, like a historically great first yeah. however many years he was in the league. And then the, you know, the Angels paid him for what he was. Gave him ten years. Was it ten years? Two hundred and fifty million, something like that. So it's yeah. not even right. Not even which the now would be a pretty good deal what, for. Uh, yeah, and if he went to the Giants for that kind of deal, oh man, you already know that he will not live up to anything that he did with the Yankees. Just, just based off the ballpark alone that he'd be playing in. He's got to take that trip though, right? Like, I mean, even if he's totally set on taking the Yankees money again and going back to New York or taking the Mets money and going back to uh, New York city. He's still, mm -hmm. he still has to take that conversation because the only thing it can do is drive up the price. There's for no sure. reason not to take a flight to San Francisco for a couple of days. Let somebody wine and dine you after you've been on a private jet and sitting in the Ritz Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. He'll still yeah. be home for the holidays. You know what? Yeah. He'll, yeah. he'll be fine. So, <laughs> I don't read too much into, oh, he flew to San Francisco because mm -hmm. I think even if he didn't want to go to a team, he might fly there and have the conversation and drop. The picture in the hotel is not a mistake. Like if he didn't want to really be seen at the hotel, he could sneak in the back of the hotel oh, and yeah. go in through the kitchen and nobody would know he's at the hotel. They caught him in the lobby. <laughs> it was just yeah, someone, someone randomly like, hey, Aaron, yeah. what are you doing in San Francisco? So, it's not <laughs> – he might not have wanted the whole media there, but he was okay that it's out there now that he's in San Francisco yeah. because 
now other teams go. I saw yeah. on the well, chat. I wanted, was it- I wanted to comment something. Uh, Drive Secure 247 said nine or 10 years, the last three will be nothing. And this is kind of a point that I brought up. Um, it was Cody, it was when it was me, you, and Corey on the show. Um, we were talking about Correa getting eight years, and I kind of compared it to like what Jason Hayward was and how like the Jason Hayward contract is what scares a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. And I but I said if, if Correa gives you five like all-star caliber seasons off the bat, even right. six, five or six, and then the last two or three are you know, he's starting to regress and, and go Sign down, you, you you it still pays for it, right? So if I look at it and 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 say you give Judge, and this is not the Cubs, this is just anyone. You give the or, uh, you give Judge 10 years. Seven years of it is all-star level, like power hitter, slugger, all that stuff. The last three years, if, it, if it's bad, I think you still take it because he's giving you seven years of being an all-star caliber player. Yeah. No, are, you trying to talk, in- are you trying to talk us into that? Because I feel like of the three of us, I'm the one who I've told you, I'm still on on Judd. I still would – I wouldn't do $400 million for Judge. But I agree with what Ryan's saying about Correa and, and about Judge. Easy for me to say it's not my cash, but the Ricketts have yeah. piles of it. They We've been told they have uh, truckloads of, of cash just waiting. Wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrows. And they've been, sa- they've been saving this cash by not signing on players the last couple of years yep. in the way that Cubs fans would want them to necessarily spend. And I agree that if you get five or six good years, sure, you might have to eat $75 million at the end of this thing and trade them away and get a bag of nothing back. But you might get seven peak years of one of the greatest sluggers in baseball history. And that could really play for either guy like Correa or judge, but I'm, I'm specifically talking about judge and, and, and the Correa part of it is like Ryan was saying, okay, let's say you get five years and you, you're going to overpay whoever this player is. It doesn't matter. You're every team's overpaying them. But that's what they're worth on the open market. So I'm okay with that because Christian Hernandez may come in and force him out even sooner than that. It might be four years. And he still might – in fact, that's the perfect scenario is where you get Christian Hernandez coming up. You have Correa for this huge contract. And at four years, after four seasons, you're like, Christian Hernandez, we really think is going to be almost as good or soon better than Carlos Correa because the ages are going this way. And we're going to trade Correa while he still has value. Like that, that's the perfect scenario is signing Correa. He's a superstar for you for four or five years. He's still at his peak. And you think Hernandez is the guy just like what they did with Pena and the Astros. Uh, They let Correa walk, but the, the better play, even better play is have that superstar player and if you're super confident in that prospect and you can bring him up slowly for one year, then you pull the switch halfway through it. And although the fan base is mad that your star player is gone, they won't be mad if Pena wins the World Series MVP. Right. Right? Like that's that's a perfect plan. So I I don't know. I saw $370 million and I didn't freak out about it. It's more than a little more than 10 years. But I I wish I wish the Cubs were in on that conversation. And I don't. I don't think they are because I don't think they agree with what I was just saying and what Ryan well, was suggesting with the with the Correa part. Well, the thing that's different about Correa and Judge is at least Correa is younger, and I think he just brings. Years. I think he brings you more value on both sides of the diamond. 
not that Judge isn't a good defensive outfielder or anything, but like for how much longer? Again, 30 years old. And put him at DH, Cody. Yeah, for sure. And like if he keeps hitting, fine. But like Correa is one of the best defensive shortstops in the league on top of being one of the better hitters at that position too. What if Judge Judge averages 50 home runs a year for the next six years? Okay. Then yeah, then yeah, I would absolutely (laughs) do that. But like – I'm in. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that I'm afraid of it, but like, right. I would rather give Correa three hundred million dollars for however many years than Judge, just based off the youth alone. I and because the Cubs are already loaded at outfield anyway, they need an infielder. They need a star infielder to go with Nico Horner. Yeah, like, I look you at get, it. You is. get Judge. You, you going to play him in center? I guess you could play him in center. And then I guess you could, if you do that, then yeah, you can use Brennan Davis and BCA as trade bait if you wanted to, I guess. I, but like, again, like, does does the Cubs World Series team in two or three years or in two years, whatever, like, does does that does that have Aaron Judge playing center field? Like, I don't think so. I think if, if he's playing defense in two years, say that the peak of this Cubs franchise could be in two years, maybe 2024 if just everything goes perfect next year, right? Like, Aaron Judge will be playing either corner outfield or DH for the Cubs. And I just think there's more value if you get a guy like Correa, who's great defensively, and he hits. And I like the idea of what Luke is saying about, you know that contract will be loaded with opt-outs too. And that means once Christian Hernandez has made it up the ranks and like all that, and Cray has still got some significant value. Yeah. You could flip him. Perhaps I guess you could do that with judge if you wanted to. Or, and if he was still, or, hitting, but I, or I see it more likely for Correa than I do judge. And again, that has nothing to do with, do I think Correa is a better baseball player than judge right now? No, it has nothing to do with, with that. It has everything to do with just how I see their careers playing out in the back half of their, of the rest of their careers. Or when Christian Hernandez is ready to come up, you move Carlos Correa over to third base, and then you have just the best defensive infield in all of baseball. I think, provided Matt Mervis is also yeah, at least yeah, an average yeah, level. That's true too. Um, I'm with like Cody. That. I, I just think I think that Carlos Correa just fills a better need, a, a bigger need, a bigger hole on this roster than Aaron Judge does. Obviously, the power is is out of this world from Judge. Um, and he's probably still a solid outfielder, defensive outfielder right now. Um, he's not going to be an out, he's not going to be an outfielder forever. He's not going to be a center fielder forever. Um, right. And just where the system is depth wise, the higher levels of, of Cubs top prospects who are nearing ready to come out to the big leagues are all outfielders. So that will eventually push Judge probably into the DH role where, uh, as he gets older, he probably fits best there. But then you're paying. 37 to 40 million dollars a year for a dh only kind of guy whereas carlos correa will play shortstop for a few years at least a few years can move off over to third base or go over to second hits for power whatever it is i, I just think he fits in and, and considering christian hernandez or ed howard whoever all the best shortstop prospects are lower levels of the minor leagues mm-hmm. um he fits a bigger need than it fits a bigger need for what the system needs right now um, than Aaron Judge does, in my opinion. I think they're both great Absolutely. players. They're both great players, and the Cubs getting either one would help the team tremendously next year, the next few years, the next however many years it is. It's just for what the Cubs need in the system, Correa, I, I just I look at it, he's a better fit specifically mm-hmm. for the Cubs. I would agree that they need a shortstop or third baseman or middle infielder 
first of all, he can play those multiple positions, but like in the, in the near future, they need to fill some holes in the infield there more than they need to fill outfield because you think PCA is coming. You think Brennan Davis is coming. So that way I, I get it. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be disappointed to see Aaron judge, even if it was like five years. Aaron judge, then, then I feel like you have to trade Ian Happ. Okay. I feel like, and that's no fine. Fence. Like, Right. You, yeah. Like, I'm totally fine with that. But like, it just doesn't make any sense if you sign them, but then don't trade Ian Happ. And I oh. mean, as much as I'd like, I just said yesterday that like Ian Happ has kind of solidified himself as like a pillar or whatever. You know what I mean? But like for a guy like Aaron Judge, yeah, I'd, I'd get past it. But also like he's already developed like that, that leadership and all these like intangibles that you don't see on the field. And it's like, okay, then Aaron judge better bring that with him. If he signs, if he's going to make that kind of money, better bring that. And like, but we know how things go for free agents, especially these big, these big free agents in year one. And it's just like, I don't want that to derail that kind of thing. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I, all this just goes back to me leaning that a shortstop, whether it's Correa, Turner, Bogart, Swanson, all make more sense to me right now than Judge. And again, like it's more so just about the nine to ten years. Like, like I don't blame Jed for feeling like that or think having that philosophy of like not wanting to give out a nine to ten year deal. Every time a team has given it out, it hasn't worked out unless your name is Mike Trout or Bryce Harper or and even I guess M- Manny Machado. You know what the difference between all three of those guys and Aaron Judge? All in their 20s when they got that contract. Yeah. Makes sense when they're in their mid to late 20s. Aaron Judge, again, 30 years old. I know, but oh, you could also oh. – okay. I, I, I agree with you guys. We'll, we'll get to what John Heyman had to say about Correa and the, the financial part of that in a second. But first, uh, Green Ridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering a better all-natural option, makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating happy hour and school lunches. These all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein in each stick, making them perfect for a post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest, jalapeno cheddar, and spicy chili. They're delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making. Being all-natural, they deliver fresh and flavorful alternatives at snack time. You find them in the refrigeration section at Costco, Sam's Club, and all of your Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, if you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks free using the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Hoping to have them at the tailgate when we have Bears Packers coming up as well. Um, I might have to get some myself. Off, by the way. I might have to get some myself going into this weekend because I'm going to Illinois Northwestern thanks to game time. And nice. we might tailgate. Me and my friends might tailgate on Saturday. Also, this picture is awesome. Uh, thank you, Sarah, for putting it up there. Uh, but, yeah, game time. I mean, we said a few weeks ago, like, I got these tickets for Illinois Northwestern this weekend, and I got them at a perfect price. That's why I went ahead and got them now. But the, some of the best things about game time is if you just wait until the day of the game. And, like, like if you come to the tailgate and you, you just pull up game time whenever you're done, right? Or like an hour before and say, oh, you want to go to the game? Oh, 60% off these tickets, 50-yard line? Like insane. It's awesome stuff, guys. Game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting 
on a seat you never thought you could. 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you never could buy. You won't have to. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls, Blackhawks, Bears, uh, Northwestern if you care about them. Um, other shows, all that stuff created by the fans for the fans. Uh, guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Game Time, baby. <laughs> love it. Love it. I see the chat's really uh, still going on this whole Korea thing. And uh... Otani is the only one. Like Nate Nady Pie or whatever. I hope you're saying. I hope I'm saying your name right. Nady Pie says Otani would pay for himself with all the money he'd bring in. Like he is the one that I'm like, whatever. Nine, ten years, thirteen. He's thirty. Like he's gonna be thirty when he's a free agent. He's the only one. The only one that I would be like, whatever, whatever it takes, because he's just like like everyone says. He's a unicorn. He's he's two superstars and one player. Like it's. You just can't guarantee that he's going to actually be available in free agency. For sure. Right? I'm like, just saying, like, if it comes Agreed. To if the unicorn is there, you pay whatever for him. Yes. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to address uh, James L. Crockett, uh, his comment a little bit above. He said he'd rather stick with Nico than sign a shortstop this year. So, for me, he'd rather have the value Judge provides. Um, it's not about – Nico being able to play shortstop or not. I think we all agree that Nico did very, very well as shortstop this year. Jed right. has talked about how well Nico has played shortstop this year um, and the confidence that he would have in Nico to play shortstop. What it's about is the fact that the, the uh, you need to upgrade the middle infield defense, especially with the rule changes coming, you know, the shift is being banned, all this different stuff. You need to upgrade the middle infield defense somehow, and the best players on the market are shortstops. Four shortstops, Correa, Swanson, Bogarts, Turner, they're all shortstops. Um, as far as second baseman, I mean, there's no one that really sits on that level. Um, now, can those guys potentially move over to shortstop or, I mean, uh, move over to second base if convinced by the Cubs to do so and Nico play shortstop? I think you're confident in that as well. Um, but right now it's those four guys are shortstops. They're all-star short or have been all-star shortstops at some point in their career. And I think the assumption is that Nico would be the one to move to second base to bring one of those guys in, which he's okay with too. Nico is completely okay with right. doing that. He's, he said it himself. Um, so it's not about not having confidence in Nico to play short or anything like that. It's just that if you're looking to build this team, the best way to do that, especially at, you know up the middle, is by adding one of those all-star shortstops, those elite-level shortstops, and then just you know figuring out the pieces from there. Yeah, Jed has said too, like – the new rules with the shift, like athletic up the middle, it will become super important. And so that's why we believe that the Cubs are seeking one of these four shortstops. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't see who set it up there in the, but somebody in the chat suggested that if the Cubs don't get one of the four shortstops, they want Michael Collada. We, that we send him to Cubs convention <laughs> with a wheel wheelbarrow full of fake cash to taunt the Ricketts and the Cubs. <laughs> Frankly, we could send Cody and Colada. It could be the CNC club and oh, send them man. two wheelbarrows of fake cash, monopoly money <laughs> to, to mock everybody. But so that'd I, be, the other, that'd be something. It would be hilarious. It would be really <laughs> funny. Um, I saw that um, 
John Heyman was on with Mullion Haw today, uh, was in studio talking about the shortstops and free agency and both teams in town. And he's, he reminded everybody that Correa turned down $275 million from the Tigers last season, last offseason, okay? So my question is, what do you think – what do you think Correa is really going to get money wise? Like, forget the years for a second. Like, we talked about three seventy five being maybe a high point for Judge. Is Correa for sure getting three hundred million? Because the only thing I do think about that is, I, I would have thought three hundred million is probably the right number somewhere in there for Correa. But he, yeah. didn't, he didn't get two seventy five last year, and he's a year older. Why? Why? Well, he got. I don't know. Because you have so many teams in it, and you have made thirty. He made thirty-five million AAV last year, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was a three-year, seventy-eight or I don't remember, but it it was thirty-five AAV. So like, however many years plus two hundred seventy-five. I don't know if like what that is per year because I don't know the years, but I think that. the Cubs absolutely would like, I know, like he said, he doesn't think that they'll go to 300 million, but I mean, I, the way I look at it, it's uh it's semantics. It's like, okay, how many years are you offering? So if he wants 300 million, like how much money does he want per year? Like those kinds of things. I think that matters to someone like Correa. I, th- I think he wants to be paid like one of the top shortstops in baseball. Um, You know, like I, I don't know. I don't have the numbers of a lot of these guys who are under contract right now. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have an opinion on this and except for the fact that the Cubs should just, they can have their rule. They can have their, you know, their line or whatever, but they have to know that they probably going to have to go over it just a little bit. Like I do. Yeah, agree. Like, and I, I, I do they have to like, know that. Like and and again, and I and I've said I've said I haven't said this in a while on this show, but like, you know, Cubs Convention's coming back this year. Like and they've been doing it every year. The only reason they took it off the last two years was because of COVID. So everyone with that conspiracy theory, like, you can calm down. But like it's coming back and like they like they know that the like that fans are angry. If they don't have a big name to tout at Cubs Con in January. I and the fact that they didn't lower the price of, of Cubs convention, like I, I'm just I'm just saying like it just there's a lot of a lot of things there that like like I get it like they can't just do sign someone just to make the fan base happy but we're talking about four of the best players at that position on the free agent market and the Cubs were linked to Korea last year like I just think that it, the Cubs are going to just have to go over that line that they have it at the end of the day. Hopefully, by, not by much. Whatever that line is, no. I don't know what it is. We don't know what it is. Like, but like that's that's the thing is like they have to know that they're probably going to have to give more than they probably want. But if they want the guy bad enough, they will do it. They have the resources and they have they 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 have the need on the roster. Like it, it to me, you're. It is an absolute fail if if they don't figure if they don't do that right. Yeah, I well, I I'm kind of in the same boat. I mean, I when I wrote about the Cubs, will they go land a shortstop? I wrote that 
on allchco.com. I think that came out last Friday. Um, that it may come down to, you know, the Cubs want the, it, it seems likely the Cubs want the high AAV shorter term deals, but these shortstops may want the, um, excuse me, they may want the uh, long-term security uh, and maybe don't care as much about however much they make. Uh, I think Correa kind of falls in the middle of that. Like he wants long-term security also wants to make uh, as much money as he can per year. Um, and, and I wrote there that to get even, well, not just Correa, but any of those guys, it may come down to the Cubs, you know, meeting the, at, at least meeting them in the middle, if not going past where they, where they went in wanting to go. Um, I don't know that 300 million is even that number that feels kind of on the high side to me. Um, it's by, I guess, considering the number of years, uh, it would take. Um, but if it gets, you know, if, 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 if the Cubs going over what they want to go over is approaching 300 million and then they decide that not to do it. And, and, but they do that, you know, if they, if they strike out in the shortstop market, we're going to make it, we're going to leave it at that is like that, that is a bad thing. That's a bad thing for them to not get one of the four shortstops considering how involved, um, you know, we've heard them being how big of a need it is, how much money they have to spend. Um, they, they, it feels like they do need to get one of them. Um, and like I wrote in that story, it can't come down to for any four of them. They just didn't want to go past what they were comfortable with, what they went in wanting to go. Like if that is, if that is the the only barrier stopping them is not wanting to go even a little bit past, but still paying a reasonable contract, then that, that feels like an indictment on, on what they did this off season. Absolutely. And by the way, um, we are now upgrading members to diehard level at allchgo.com for the annual membership. Uh, it's a new thing that we launched uh, last week. It's really cool. First of all, a lot of Ryan's content that's there that was behind the paywall. If you want to learn about the Cubs and what's going on every day, Ryan follows them all the time. You can now see most of that out of the paywall. It's it's free content to everybody. So some of the articles he's talking about, you can go back and look at them, allchgo.com if you want the membership. Then certain articles, exclusive articles, will still be there for the CHGO diehards. And there's a lot of other perks. You get a free shirt or hat every year. Uh, you get 20% off the tailgates. You get 20% off takeovers when we start going to games as groups. Um, and there's, there's different things we're starting to try and do. In fact, one of them is tonight. Uh, CHGO diehards have access to a happy hour that's going to go on at eight o'clock tonight. Adam Hogan, Corey Wooten, they'll be on a zoom like type thing like this. If you're a diehard, you pop in there, you ask Corey Wooten, anything you want to. Um, but your face is shown, you know, instead of just uh, comments coming up. So anyways, make sure you check that out. All chgo.com. It's a great deal. It's also a great gift idea. You know, if you got a sports fan, um, that's one of your relatives, friends, loved ones, and you're not sure what to get them. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year round and it's affordable. And I think it's something they may not expect. And it also will be something they'll thank you for six months later and say, Oh, that was really, that was a really cool idea. And by the way, can you re up me for it next year? You know, so you might have to end up giving that gift every year, but that's the risk you take. Um, <laughs> I like RWB teams comment aka the guy who named you steve steve right yeah yeah <laughs> he says cody i better be listening to the biggest rant you've ever had if the cubs whiff on all the top shortstops on the market uh. this year. it'll be an all-timer definitely and i've had some good ones um but i it, it just goes 
all the way back to just everything that we've been told since the moment the trade deadline ended back in 2021, where Jed said that this wasn't going to be like 12, 13, and 14. Now, if he'd just been transparent and said, hey, we're going to take the long route, I would have hated it, but at least he would have been honest with us. And it's like he said it wasn't going to be. And that's why this past season, like, I kind of talked myself into thinking that, oh, maybe they could win 85 games, whatever I said, right? Because, like, you know, they did sign Suzuki and they did sign Strowman. And, you know, I was hoping maybe some – I was hoping Brennan Davis would come up and light the world on fire and all these – like, all these things that you just can't expect but I talked myself into because I'm a dumb fan. But, like – now we're here. It's been one year. It's been a year and a half, honestly, of just bad. Like, it's it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable for considering the standard that they set themselves. They set the standard themselves. So if you whiff on one of these guys, if you if they do whiff on one of these, all four of these shortstops, and then don't get someone else. At that point, if Judge is still on the market and all four of those guys are off, which I don't see happening, but if it is a thing, then yeah, I, then I think you have to go. You have to do whatever it takes. But I, I just have no belief in that actually happening because I don't know if I don't think Judge wants to come to Chicago. So, like those, those four, one of those four are the are the move. They have to be. They have to be the marquee move this offseason. Judge will think about coming here if you give him more money than any anybody else. Like if you if you outbid everybody else by twenty million dollars, you think <laughs> about coming to Chicago. So don't. I guess I guess I I, it, I guess I'd be more confident about it if we had any kind of rumor about it at all. And right. Honored. Yeah. Well, Brady says uh, twenty twenty two was the one year that Jed gets. Like he, he gives him one year, and that was that was last year. So now it's it's uh it's time to move on. All right. So the. That's the negative side. Like the ESPN article really was the negative side of what's going on or not going on so far in free agency. Although every team in baseball could say that because really no big names are officially inked and out of out of the question. So a lot of teams and their fans are probably a little impatient going into Thanksgiving. The Athletic had a nice uh, post from uh, Patrick Mooney and Sahadev Sharma about Ryan Jensen, a former first round pick. And it was really interesting I thought about how, you know, he took a month off during the season and kind of the gist of the article is he took that month off to, to rework his arm action, really completely overhaul his delivery. Right. And it, it showed results at the end of the season. Now they will continue that this off season. And I think it's just a reminder for, whether it's Caleb Killian or whoever you're down, whoever you're down on, you know, people have been down on Ryan Jensen. Like why is a first round pick not at the major league level yet? And you do have this side where we saw Braylon Marquez is never going to make it back to the majors mm -hmm. with the Cubs. But some of that was at the very least injuries and COVID, right? Maybe there's other stuff in play, but COVID and injuries. You yeah. look at Ryan Jensen and he's, he's a reminder that, this is a new group of people in there. Breslow's in there, and and all the people on the pitching side of this are looking at it and reworking with some of these guys. Not everybody's able to do what Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson were able to do midseason, like keep adding and improving during the middle of the season. Jensen had to step back, take a little time away, and don't give up on these guys yet because we've seen what this new system can do for the Cubs in developing someone. He throws 100 miles an hour. 
if they can figure any, and they, they say he's got like five or six plus pitches. If they can get him to repeat that stuff over and over and over, he's going to be a weapon for the Cubs, whether it's in the bullpen or as a starter and don't worry about which one it's going to be. So I just say, we saw Killian, we were all hyped about him during the season. And I think people have kind of poo-pooed Caleb Killian a little bit because they haven't seen the results. Just remember, he's got a whole off season now to work on what the Cubs have hit, have set for him to like do this. Yeah. Now, now see if you can get on this path, our new mm-hmm. path for you going forward. See if you can turn things the direction that Steele and Thompson turned them for yourself. So true because the lockout. So right, I just right. I, yeah, like he was there before last, but he but he didn't have close contact with with no. the pitching coach. He had a good yeah. he had a good Arizona Fall League. That's why everyone got really hyped about him, but. They got to figure out basically, right. They got to figure out the command problem. Like that Mm -hmm. was the thing we were told that he is, has great command. Um, and then it was just very inconsistent at the major league level. And then it started the show in triple a too. So yeah, I mean, if they figure him out, then you're looking at this, this, this Cubs roster next year at some point, and you're, you're looking at it a lot different because we saw when he's good, you know, what he can be. Right. I see Brady saying he was upset about why he didn't get more starts. I think they they kind of didn't want to get at his psyche a little bit. I, I don't think they wanted him to be too down on this season. Um, so they sent him down to try and work on stuff instead of getting his head beat in at the major league level. Like that's yeah. that's not productive either. I like understand being on a big stage like Wrigley Field and just getting pounded. And that, and that plays into what with, with Ryan Jensen, you mentioned the athletic piece. Um, but you know, we we kind of knew that he went uh to on the developmental list back in right. May and June. Um, and you know, that detailed some of the things that uh he worked on, but it it kind of goes that down to that they didn't want to just make a guy try to make all these, you know, um adjustments and changes um and, and fixes while he's still pitching in game and and his walk rate's so high and he's not pitching at a level he could be, right? Like they made a plan, took him off you know, took him out of competitive baseball for a little bit and, and took him out to the developmental list that or took him out to Arizona, put him on, you know, put him on the development list, took him out to Arizona and just focused on some of these changes and some of these adjustments that they wanted him to do. Um, and I'm not saying that's what they need to do with Caleb Killian, right. But it does tell you how hard it is um, to, to make those kind of adjustments, even, even small ones, um, you know, at in game when you're, I mean, the, the, being a starter and having bullpens in between starts helps. Um, but like when you're in season and doing all, you're still playing competitive baseball and, and you're trying to focus on these fixes and adjustments while you're also pitching to live, live hittings and, and actual competitive games, it does get hard. Um, so it is nice to see that the Cubs are willing to do that with specific pitchers when they have specific things that they see they can work on. Um, and again, I'm not saying Caleb Killian needs to start next year on the development on the development list, um, but he, you know, this whole off season, spring training, it, it could be and it probably should be catered to figuring out what went wrong with him after that call up, and you know, working on the things to help fix it. Again, like Cody said, the command issues were some of the biggest eye openers down in AAA because that was kind of what he was touted for coming into the season, and especially when the Cubs traded for him. So those the adjustments and fixes need to be catered to that. And so that's what, you know, the, this last couple months and, you know, the next three, four months 
until the season begins should really have to be catered to to figuring out what the issues were and, and correcting them. Right. Uh, because I think the Cubs right. do still see Caleb Killian as at uh, least some kind of role player on a competitive team. Like they like what they got in him. Um, obviously they traded Chris Bryant for him. So he was a big deal in, in that, in that uh, package with Canario. Um, so they do see him as a contributor in some way. He just has to make the right adjustments and they have to help him with that along the way. And right. there is that there's a difference too, between what, like we, back to Jensen, like what there's a difference between Jensen trying to revamp his entire delivery mid season than it is to what Tommy Hadovy was talking about with us on the podcast last week when he talked about Steelan Thompson, he's like, it's the for them. It was the confidence in trying to throw those pitches. Like they'd already done it behind the scenes, but it's like trying to develop that and be like, listen, you're, you still have the advantage over hitters. Don't be afraid to go throw it. That's different than a guy going out and just boosting a guy up to the major league level and saying, or struggling at triple A or wherever he's at and say, yeah, completely change your delivery and, and see how that goes in today's game. Like that, that, that's a different ask. So I, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. And I think it's just a reminder that the Cubs have shown that they are able to help guys fix guys, whether it's Hughes, Efrat, like they've shown that they can be a, pitch lab that works yeah. so don't give up I'm, on those other guys i am excited to see what ryan jensen Me can too. do next year i mean yeah. yeah we've probably waited a little bit longer than we expected to see what he could do um but again his 2021 he had stretches where i was like i thought i assumed that we were going to probably see him last season and then you know they uh, clearly I don't follow the minor, minor leagues uh, the way that a lot like the guys that we have on this podcast, for example. But like, but what's what's Theo and Jed's old mantra? Development is not, not linear. Not linear. linear. Yeah, not, not linear. linear. It, it, it's not. And in this case, you you look at Jensen and and you think about I don't know what what he's able to do. He's exciting. This is a good sign. They they protected him on the forty man. They didn't have to. Yeah. But they protected him on the 40 man for a specific reason because mm -hmm. they know the progress that he's making in this realignment of his delivery. We don't know what it is. They know what it is. And mm -hmm. they were like, we have to protect him on the 40 man roster. If it wasn't going well, they would have made him available to other teams and they would have kept somebody else. So yeah. clearly they believe in his stuff enough to be like, Let's keep this progress going from the end of this season and from what you did for that one month. Now do a whole off season of it with us watching and they feel strongly enough that he's one of the names they had to protect. He definitely comes off as someone who I think would come up like a Keegan Thompson or a Justin Steele did out of the bullpen and then, you know, maybe can transition to being a starter at some point, but you want to see how he does out of the bullpen. And and I really like that route that the Cubs have done with their pitchers. And Hayden Wisniewski is the one guy where it's like, okay, he didn't have to, but also he wasn't brought up through the Cubs system, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, I he's the outlier, but I, I I could I could see Jensen, you know, if his spring goes well, and 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 I could see him on the team early next year if you know if what if again like what everything that Luke said, like hopefully he's making some progress. Um, and because it's just at a point now where it's like, all right, 
Like how much more do you need to see him down in the minor leagues other than just like is what he worked on on the developmental list and at the end of last year, like is that going to work at the major league level? And then let's see it. But again, I don't everyone knows I don't follow the minor leagues as much as, you know, the smart guys. But (laughs) hey, I want to get to uh, the Jonathan VR highlight of the year in a second. And it is a beauty. But first, Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams now get fitted out in the sports gear that is second to none foco's got you covered from soldier field to the fan cave in your basement north side south side hoodies slippers signs bobbleheads everything in between get decked out like damar in apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles foco if you're looking for that perfect gift this holiday season for the football fan in your life foco's got you covered with hoodies that'll fight the Lake Michigan breeze, check out foco.com or click the link in our description below for all non pre sale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. You know, you got some Black Friday shopping going or just some shopping. Uh, mm-hmm. Foco, good, good spot to sh- jump in and get some deals. Yeah. And another place to go get, get a good deal Chi Town Custom Cornhole, the oh, number yeah, one cornhole baby. provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Uh, Chi-Town Cornhole's signature box-style design can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders, recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying and handcrafted scorekeepers. It's veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere and offer local pickups. They specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Go check out their website, ShytownCornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Board. They're great. We have a pair of them in the office. We take them to our tailgates. They look cool. They work well. Like they're sturdy. They don't don't just break when a few bags hit them at a time and then just start to collapse underneath. Like they're good. Uh, and you'll enjoy you'll you'll enjoy playing with them. You'll like to see them. They look really cool. So definitely, definitely recommend Shytown Cornhole. And their owner is super awesome, even though I've never met the guy and I don't even know his name, but he just likes my tweets and likes my Instagram posts all the time. So he's a great guy on my end. So we know it's not John Heyman. Uh, He's blocked your tweets. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, Hey, real quick, uh, hats off to Pete Crow Armstrong, minor league gold glove, and along with Mm -hmm. everything else. So that's, that's another exciting thing to hear from the Cubs system. But a former Cub is the one that really caught my attention now i have i'll be honest with you i have never heard of john boy media which is probably surprising to none but apparently (laughs) a couple of guys who are friends and they started to post content is what i'm told by looking at their is six figures people watching them john i I have never heard of john boy media in my life literally no surprise there that's no no surprise but just so funny that you said it out loud for everyone on the internet to hear that's okay. Yeah. You don't know who I am, probably either. So, is it John Boy or Jam Boy? John Boy. John yeah, John Boy. Okay. So they're playing again. I've never played MLB the show either, but I through you guys I know that it's a big deal, and I'm gonna assume that like the Battle Royale is like some big tournament for probably. MLB the show. You know. Yeah. So yeah. they're in it, and they create this content. It's I don't understand this. People watching them play video games. Okay, it's very popular. And Nick G says Luke literally lives under a rock, apparently. <laughs> no, just Arlington Heights. I live in Arlington Heights. And 
it, their game came down to the final at bat, and apparently Jonathan VR is on their team. Uh, here's the video of what happens while they're playing this video game. I'm sealing. VR? Oh, no, always no, no, always no, 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 I know at least two of the three of us thought that VR was a good signing last offseason. I, I was one of them. I was like, it's it's real. Certain certainly that was the biggest hit he had all year. Right there. One far video. And away. That was far and away <laughs> the biggest hit that so. he had. What was the most excitement he gave anyone all season for sure? Right. Well, what, what were the odds that that video I'm, game would let Jonathan VR hit a home run? Clearly, just, yeah. the video game hasn't been updated from what was going on this season. <laughs> I'm just confused, like how they ended up with Jonathan VR in the lineup. Right. That's, yeah. that's where my confusion comes in. Exactly. And what I want to know more about. Also, just to just to put it out there, Luke, I'm pretty sure Ian Happ's podcast is under their network. Yeah, the so, compound is under the John Boy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's good. So I'm, the more you know. They're not, I'm not saying they're not legit. I'm just being honest <laughs> and saying I've never heard of John Boy. That's, that's okay. Only, again, le- the most least surprising thing about you that I've ever that I've ever heard you. Colada, if you're still out there, back me up on this. Have you ever heard of John Boy? I've never I heard of hope, him. Again, I hope Colada's heard of John Boy. I hope. <laughs> Apparently, they're a big deal. That's great. I didn't know who who was the guy that was at the United Center plan. I'd never heard of him either. Harry Styles. A month ago, I never heard the name Harry Styles, but that's okay. Brady I wish she was here. Right my now grandma. So she could hear Brady, you I'm the probably the same age as your grandma. I just oh, got more swag and vibe than she does. Absolutely. No one has swag and vibes like Luke Stockmeyer. AKA Grandpa Stucky. <laughs> I'm I'm not saying I'm a young buck. No. Nope. Colada says never. never. There you go. Thank you, Michael Colada. Never heard of John Boy. Michael Colada 71, so that's yeah. right. <laughs> Michael and I stopped playing video games when we hit 50. It's just the way life is. Stopped hitting video games when the when Atari came out when Pong came out. No, when, no, no. When you stopped, I had I had the original Atari, and then the next video game system I had was the Nintendo, not the Nintendo sixty four, like the, the, the original one. Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And then I I've never owned a PlayStation or any of those. Like I no. I, well, I got too I got too busy with a career. Like like you don't have. I didn't have time to be playing video games all the time. I was working 70 hours a week. Uh, hey, now's your chance. Now's your chance to to bring bust out the old Nintendo and, and get back into it. Jennifer says she can relate to me more than any of the CHGO guys. Uh, she's never heard of John she Boy. Has. No, oh, she has. She has, heard, heard, of has. She has heard of John Boy. Yeah. Sorry. Well, so have I as of today. <laughs> <laughs> it's like as Kulata has now too. That's yeah. right. We all know about him now. They're a big deal. <laughs> Luke is today years old since he heard of John Boy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I know we got to end the show, so maybe we can tease it for tomorrow, but I would love to talk about what PCA said about Javi Baez in that video that the Cubs put out, the on-deck yeah. thing. Um, I was going to bring it up during this discussion, but yeah. I know we have to end the show soon. So. Let's Johnson do it tomorrow. Is more important. So like, and, well, also, and also Ryan's mailbag, right? Yes, yes. Uh, if you're in our Discord, 
Make sure you send in uh, some questions for a mailbag going out tomorrow. Uh, throw them in the Discord or, you know, go on Twitter. I'm at, at Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. You can reply there. Send me whatever questions you got. We'd love, I'd love to spend all night answering your questions to go up tomorrow morning. So make sure you do that and we'll get it going. One of the questions that's already been answered is, when will Luke ever learn how to use the Discord? And 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 Ryan already answered it in the in the Discord for everyone. Oh, you did? I no. believe he did. He said no. Or, yeah, I think the question was, will Luke ever learn how to use Discord? <laughs> yes, but Ryan said, said, he has to be in no. person so you guys can show me how to do it. Okay. Tomorrow. I'm not, virtual Tomorrow. learning is not something I could do. I could never have done the COVID virtual learning. So, okay. And by the way, if, again, Correa gets – $320 million from the Cubs tonight or early tomorrow morning, we will have an emergency podcast uh, yes. as soon as we get word of that. So, you know, stay tuned to our Twitter and uh, all of our individual Twitter handles. Yep. And until then, thanks to everybody that came in the uh, live show on YouTube. Absolutely. Thanks to everybody that's listening on the downloads. And thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings America's top rated sports book until Wednesday at 120, fly the W.